0: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. plus.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. <laughs> Episode 113. Yes, renting will always be more expensive than buying. As of late, it seems a lot of tenants are complaining because landlords are being, uh, as they say, greedy. In quotes here by charging exorbitant rents when the same exact property would have a monthly mortgage payment that would be much cheaper, thus making renting the same exact piece of property much more expensive than actually buying it. Today we take a look at this situation from the landlord side and discuss why renting is so expensive and why landlords may not be as greedy as tenants think. My name is Lou Lombardi. Now, please welcome Jason Wilcox, the most non-greedy real estate
1: advisor you will ever meet. Oh, thank you for the kind words, Lou. I greatly appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this is going to be an interesting uh, podcast episode that we're doing today because I don't know if this is a local hot topic, if this is a kind of a national hot topic. uh, I've been seeing some things pop up on my social media about people ranting and raving about uh the 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 price of rent and i i, I- I'm still trying to learn the Facebook algorithm, Lou. So I'm not sure why or how this is happening, but my understanding is that I'm seeing these random like suggested posts and it's people post and stuff, or somebody puts up, you know, a meme or something like that. And and then I read the, you know, 246,000 comments about people (laughs) complaining about rent and security deposit and things like that. And the more I read it, the more, I, well, let me put it this way. The more I read comments on a lot of topics on social media, it's always amazing to me how wildly uninformed some people are. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because anybody who knows me knows I'm a very apolitical person. I try to stay away from politics. Uh, but I just feel like on a lot of topics, whether you know, you're know you complaining about anything. It's amazing the number of people who are wildly misinformed. And I thought I would do a podcast episode today to kind of play devil's advocate for a second. Um, And I want to come to the defense of the landlords because a lot of people who are complaining about rent being too high, I don't know that they understand how or why rent works the way it does. And so I want to take people through it because really at the end of the day, I hate to say it, it's a business, it's mathematical. Right, Right. Just, Let's walk through it so that people can understand maybe why they're being charged the rent they are. This so would be a great
0: time to put the soundbite in from The Godfather.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's it just business. It's just business. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, I'm going to try to not make this sound too ranty, but I've said it before and I'll say it again. I intend to not sound rant ranty or complain, but... Oh, rant. It
0: it's your podcast. Rant away. Is. That's what podcast is. Is, is ranty
1: for. a word? I'm just making well, that up. It's a new word. We
0: just invented the word ranty.
1: Yes. So ranty. So,
0: okay. So let's go ahead. And what is this about this business owners and making money?
1: Come on, Jason. <laughs> that's not fair.
0: I like to know, make money. I that's know. BS. How-
1: How dare a business owner want to make money? Tenants, first thing you got to understand, the art of having rentals and the art of owning income-producing property and the art of having this type of investment portfolio is to make money. It's an investment. Investments are designed to make money. It's income-producing. Shocking that an income-producing property is supposed to produce income. It's a business. Anytime you have a landlord, whether they own one unit or whether they own 500 units, it's a business and the business has got to make money. You have to know that going in. You can call them greedy. You can call them selfish. You can call them whatever. It's a business and that's what they're doing. They're in the business trying to make money. Now, do I think that maybe some... Landlords are out there that maybe get to be in the slumlord category, slum or some slum, slumlord category. Yeah, I do think that those people out there, I do think those people are the exception and not the rule. Um, at least in my personal experience, I work with about a dozen investors, um, and they all take very, very good care of their properties, um, and their high quality rentals. So, um, I, you know, my personal per- perception is that. But you have to know that at the end of the day, they're trying to make money, and you you need to know that it's a business to them. So. That's speaking just, of business,
0: speaking of business, there are tons of what expenses and up yes. uh, and 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 the person had to. <laughs> if you buy that property, we said in the beginning, people talk about, well, it's almost as be the same thing as the mortgage. Well, somebody's already paying the mortgage. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's so that, what's that's going num- on.
0: That's why you got to pay. <laughs> yeah.
1: So so the number one rule is this: people go, you know. Um, you know people people are like you know it's more expensive than if you just bought you know because the the mortgage would be cheaper yeah that's the point. The landlord does, mo- most landlords, unless they pay cash for the property, which is not as common as you think, they have a mortgage. So if you were to buy this house and your mortgage would be like $1,200 a month, now theirs is going to be a little bit cheaper because uh, investors have to put at least 20 to 25% down. So their monthly mortgage payment is going to be a little bit cheaper, but that's the benchmark. The benchmark is right there. If if a landlord has a property and their monthly um their monthly mortgage payment is a thousand dollars. They have to be making at least a thousand dollars. There's no way in hell an investor going to buy a property where their mortgage payments is going to be a thousand dollars a month and they're only going to be able to get nine hundred dollars in rent. It just you're not. It's upside down and it's not going to work. Yeah. So the bare minimum, the 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 goal line is whatever that monthly mortgage payment is. Now you have to remember, especially with with single families um, or small, small complexes like duplexes, triplexes, quadplexes, that monthly mortgage payment is going to most likely be the principal interest, taxes, and insurance. So the monthly mortgage payment for a landlord is going to cover those four things, principal interest, taxes, insurance. But again, if they've got a $1,200 a month mortgage, the minimum they need to be getting is $1,200 a month to cover that monthly mortgage. But Lou, as you hit the nail on the head, that's not the only expense. (laughs) No, 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 no. no, no. It's not the only expense. By (laughs) any
0: means. Enlighten us. Enlighten us, Mr.
1: Jason. Yes. (laughs) So where do I even begin? Let's start with the maintenance repairs that tenants love to call uh, their landlords for. Plumbing leaks, uh, roof leaks, the window broke, the AC gave out, the furnace is no longer working. The dishwasher is leaking. The faucet broke on the sink. The power, you know, the power went out, and you know, it blew. It blew the electrical outlet, and the refrigerator no longer works. I can go on and on and on all of these issues tenants are you paying for them unless you cause them no you know if there's a basic plumbing issue that wasn't caused by your three-year-old flushing gumby down the toilet which has happened before then you know that that is going to be natural wear and tear that is going to be on the landlord the landlord has to pay for that um there are replacement costs. If you've been living there five years and you're asking the landlord to to freshly paint the house, or you know, it, it it needs, you know, new carpet, you know, or um, you know, any other type of replacement um costs, you know, eventually that that roof is gonna need to be replaced. Eventually that HVAC system is gonna crap out and be totally replaced. Um, when tenants come, when old tenants leave and new tenants come in, mm-hmm. there are there are replacement costs you know changing the locks getting new keys made you know um like i said a landlord might paint it or give you new flooring while you're living there if you've been living there maybe five you know eight ten years and they want to keep you there keep you happy but if not you've you've beating the hell out of your carpet or your your walls they're going to have to get that fixed before the the new tenant takes place these are replacement costs are you seeing that these additional costs have to come from somewhere let's go back to the original bullet point if that monthly mortgage payment is a thousand dollars a month they cannot be getting a thousand dollars a month they need to be getting 13 14 15 16 hundred dollars a month as he because that extra two, what's
0: that said as he pounds on the desk yes
1: <laughs> the, the extra two three four five six hundred dollars not all of that is pure profit a lot of that in fact is actually going into a kitty so that it's there for when any of those things need replaced you know a hot water i when i rented my hot water tank blew. And in fact when i was living in my rental i was in a duplex and in the four years i was there my hot water tank and the neighbors the, the other units hot water tank went those were both $500 repairs. Now, luckily we had a landlord who worked for um, for Siemens. So, you know, he worked in the heating and cooling side. So he was very good with basic maintenance repairs. So he didn't have to pay someone himself, but still a hot water tank is what, you know, new hot water tank is three, four, $500. So right there, you gotta have the money to be able to pay those costs. And just as, let's put it to you this way, Mr. Mrs. Tenant, let's say the toilet breaks at your office. Are they expecting you to pay out of your personal paycheck, the pocket? No, there's money out of the business. That's going to pay those expenses. So it's the same thing with a landlord. The money's not going to come from their personal paycheck. The money is going to come from the money out of the business. That's how any any business works. So you need to know that. And Lou, as I continue this non-rant, we haven't even gotten <laughs> into the idea that if you live – in a larger complex, like let's maybe say you live in like an eight-unit or a ten-unit, you know there are going to be other costs associated with the property. There's probably going to be landscaping costs because if you're not responsible for the the the, the lawn care, they're probably hiring a weekly or a bi-weekly, right? Um, Absolutely, you know landscaping services. Um, or you know it's a it's a it's got common grounds. There's going to be cleaning services. There's going to be maintenance services that comes at a cost too. Those are all factors. That that a landlord has to consider when looking at it. That's why they can't just make the monthly mortgage. They have to make more because, you know, they've got to put that money towards it. I'll give you a perfect example. My house right now, I am paying just north of about a thousand dollars in my monthly mortgage. Now I'm on a 15 year um, fixed rate conventional. I could probably with current rental markets right now, rental rates going, I could probably get six fifty to seventeen sixteen fifty to seventeen hundred in my monthly rent. Again, that extra six hundred dollars I'm making a month is not just for me to go spend it at the casino or the strip club. That a lot of that money, yeah, I might, I might pay myself a hundred dollars or $200 a month, but that most of that, that four to $500 difference that's going in a kitty so that at the end of the year, I've maybe saved up five or $6,000 so that I've got money to replace stuff as stuff needs to be replaced. So
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it, it that seems like, you know, Oh my God, he's charging $1,800 a month. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. When you think of, we put it, once you figure, add in all the expenses, forget it. And then there, there isn't that there are, they aren't always rented either. Like if you leave, yeah. then, you know what I mean? There could be a lag in, uh, income. So he's got to be prepared. He, she's got to be prepared for that.
1: Yep. I Yeah. And, and I love to say this cause this seems to blow tenants minds. You know how you have a monthly rent that's due Mr. And Mrs. Tenant every month you have to pay that rent. Guess what? That landlord, if they have a mortgage has a monthly mortgage. Here's the only difference when you leave, you no longer have to pay rent <laughs> when you leave. Though He's the not. bank does not care that Mr. or Mrs. Landlord doesn't have a tenant, they still expect their money back. So that landlord has to pay that monthly rent, even though there's a vacancy. And sometimes there's a two week, four week, six week, eight week vacancy in a property. I I deal with a property management company where to make sure the house is completely ready when a new tenant moves in there's a there's always a two-week lag if the uh, the if the lease ends on june 30th the earliest they'll put someone in is july 15th right away that landlord is going to lose two two weeks worth of rent so if their monthly rental is a thousand dollars if they don't get paid for two weeks immediately the best outcome is that they're going to make 500 that month and that's if we can get it right rented right away for that first day and not you know later in the month or the next month or whatever so landlords have to be ready to deal with vacancies and they have to be willing to have some low months where they're not they're not reaching their full potential and that's especially scary. If they have a single family home where that's the, the only the tenant is the only income coming yeah. in, it's a little bit of an easier blow if it's a duplex triplex quadplex you know five six, seven eight ten unit where maybe you don't have you know vacancies in every unit, you still have some income coming in. But know that with vacancies they don't have you know the full blown you know income coming in every month and so they need to adjust that and they need to have savings so they can still they can still afford their bills minus not the full income coming right. in.
0: Yep. Yeah, there's a lot to it. There's, when you peel back the layers, you start to realize it's not like, you know, this is some guy who's like living high on the hog, you know, yep. with that money. <laughs> so, <Yep. laughs> um, and at the bottom line, right, it, the, as to restating here, this is a business.
1: Yeah. And and it's just one of those ones that it's a business. It's a business just like McDonald's is a business. Yet, right? It's a business just like Microsoft is a business, just like Tesla is a business. And any business is out to make a profit now. Again, you know, you have to remember that you know, a landlord may not be looking to make anything more than a hundred or two hundred dollars a door, which is very reasonable. You know, after they they pay their mortgage and they save uh money aside for expenses, but at the end of the day, it's a business and there needs to be a profit. And this is going to sound harsh, so brace yourselves, tenants. Uh oh, if you don't like it, tough. Um, <laughs> if you don't like it, go buy something. And, and I, I want to spearhead that statement right away because people are going to go, well, it's not me. I can't get a loan. I I can't get the money. I can't, da, da, da. okay. If you're a tenant, don't blame the bank. Don't blame the bank that you can't get a loan. If you want to buy a house bad enough, there are ways. Um Right now, I don't know if it's changed, but the last time I checked, Target was paying $24 an hour. If your current nine to five is paying the bills, get a second job for a year working an extra 10, 15 hours a week and have that money set aside. If I sat down with an individual, I promise you, I promise you, I could very easily find a way for you to save probably two grand a month to put towards a house that in six to 12 months, you could probably easily have 10 to 20 25 grand set aside for buying a house if you were to make sacrifices um, so don't blame the poor credit don't blame the I can't get savings if you want a house badly enough, whatever obstacles the lender is giving you, come talk to me sweet talk your,
0: sweet talk your grandparents to sign for it
1: yeah yep. <laughs> do something. Yep. I Don't actually, and, and we joke, but with the hot competitive market right now, I've actually seen that happen. I have had sellers, um, that when they bought the house, um, actually borrowed the money from the family, like borrowed it from like a parent or a grandparent or mm-hmm. aunt and uncle. And believe it or not, you can still do a formal mortgage. Like you can like the, like if you borrow money from a private quote unquote investor, even if it's a family member, that family member can still file a lien. You can still have a monthly mortgage payment. You can still Still do it very formally. So even if you have a family member that's willing to back you, or a close friend, or something, there's still ways. There, there's always ways. There's, there's always there's, ways. a if We
0: should do a a um um a podcast on like there's like because there's the, the there's all kind of new ways to get money that weren't available uh you know a few years ago. There's like there's 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 sites that that have person to person. Things and yep. you know, there's there's a ton, there's tons of way to do that. That's a subject for another podcast. Is there yes. anything else you want to add before we get out of here, big guy?
1: Um, I I think it's one of those ones where um, I think my final thought is tenants, just before you start ranting and raving that your landlord's greedy and that your landlord is, is, you know, a, a stingy bastard or whatever, just know that, you know, there are costs associated with running rentals and especially now post COVID with, you know, I- inflation costs and and materials and labor and things like that going up, things needing to be repaired are not as cheap. It's all a business. And, you know, while yes, there is the occasional slumlord, most of the landlord's that i work with are just good business people trying to make sure that they make a little bit of money but that there's also enough money there to take care of the house and take care of the debts so that they can keep a nice rental while not going underwater it's just a business and i promise you that more landlords more landlords than than not most landlords are not trying to screw you most landlords are just trying to you know, offer a Survive. nice rental, <laughs> provide a nice rental where they make a little bit of money and you have a nice rental to, to stay in. Yep,
0: that's right. That's right. Okay, Jason. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for clearing that up. I I'm glad, I think it's a conversation that needed to, needed to happen. Agreed. And um, so hopefully, uh, you know, we get this out to as many people as possible. If you're in that position where you're going like, dang, like maybe I should just buy because rent is like so crazy and, you know, you, you can swing it, you know, you're, you want to discuss different finances options, etc. Uh, Jason can advise you. That's what he's here for. He wants to be your real estate advisor. You can reach out to Jason at 412-651-4638, 412 five one four six three eight or you can also email jason at Wilcox at pittsburghmoves.com he is sitting there waiting to be your real estate advisor just don't call him on the four over fourth of july okay he wants his three days off <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for hanging out with us we'll catch you all in the next really real real estate podcast